everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you, the Raiders-Kansas City Chiefs game this Sunday is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. And, of course, uh, we are your home in uh, Utah for uh, Raider football. So uh, check it out uh, this Sunday. In fact, if you give me a second, Gordon, I'll, I'll even tell you what time that game starts on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a second. Uh, they were the eleven. They have an eleven o'clock game uh, this week. So uh, it, pregame starts at ten thirty. So the Raiders and the Chiefs right here on the Zone Sports Network going down uh, this week. And the Raiders no, are a little better than I thought, Gordon. But uh, the Chiefs are really, really good. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, what did you say? You said eleven o'clock. Yeah. Speaking of that, it reminded me of, uh, of Kyle Whittingham's response when he was asked about the early Pac-12 games uh, that uh, could uh, be taking place here at uh, 10 a.m., 9 a.m. on the West Coast. And he said, we can't get enough of those. We want as many of those as you can give to us. I thought that was interesting. I think it's the right attitude, and I love it because it's earlier in the day because it's a whole lot better than playing at 8.30 at night, you know, so... I, I I agree with him on that. And he, but from a from a strategy standpoint, from a standpoint of having your team ready to play, he did he wasn't bothered by it at all. He thought that Utes would be ready to go at whatever time. Now they don't have to sit around all day and wait. Coaches and players hate sitting around all day and waiting. So I, I certainly yeah. understand why that would be his opinion. If if this were a normal year, I don't think I'd really be for it because you got to have enough time to get lubed up before the game, if you know what I mean. So, they, you know, let's let's make that a priority. Uh, but with no fans in the stands, yeah, sure, whatever. Played at any time. And I'm sure Coach mm. Witt would much prefer that than, than sitting around and keeping his players uh, entertained and, uh, and uh, their minds occupied all day. Uh, speaking of Coach Witt, Gordon, uh, he had media availability today. So did both coordinators, Andy Ludwig and uh, Morgan Scally. We thought we'd tap into that audio here on the 5 o'clock hour and, uh, and give it a listen. Austin, let's go ahead and get started. Coach Whittingham will now begin with a short opening statement. Okay, we're ready to uh, shift gears, so to speak, and get into the fall camp mode starting today. Um, it be nice to uh, be able to practice with the whole team together. We've been going split practices uh, and uh, split meetings as well, but uh, now we've transitioned to uh, more of a typical uh, practice structure and, and meeting structure and, and uh, looking forward to getting going. So questions? We'll get started with John Kuhn from AP, followed by Josh Newman with the Salt Lake Tribune and then Dirk Facer with the Desert News. Coach, you have a secondary where you're putting in five new starters this year. Um, kind of rare to have to replace all five starters in the same year like that. Um, what can you say about just the, the potential and, and talent that you see in this group? Well, we see good potential and talent, but 
as everybody knows, that's got to come to fruition on the game field. And so it's going to be uh, one of our primary tasks this uh, fall camp is to identify who those five guys are going to be early as early as we can, let them start working together as a unit. And it's much like offensive linemen. You know, the secondary guys got to – Got to work together and, and get a feel for each other, and and uh, it's uh, like I said, other than the quarterback position, we've got to get ironed out. The secondary is a is the next uh, most important uh, task that we have during fall camp, and we feel like we've got a lot of good candidates. They're all uh, inexperienced um, and mostly freshmen and sophomores, but but uh, they got to be ready, and we got to get them ready. Next up is Josh Newman, followed by Dirk Facer. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Good morning. Um, given um, the tumultuous nature of the investigation involving Morgan, um, in the last three or four months since that got settled, how, how do you feel like he's done in terms of um, re-ingratiating himself with the program and the players that he's currently coaching? Phenomenal. He's, uh, you know, he's uh, an outstanding football coach, an outstanding person, um, and we uh, are – you know, just just forging ahead. We've we've put it behind us. Uh, we've all learned from it, uh, particularly Morgan, from uh, from what transpired. But uh, we're just, like I said, going going in a positive direction right now. And and uh, Morgan has done a great job uh, with you know his uh, how he's handled it and the strides that he's made since uh, since the incident. Next up is Dirk Facer, followed by Chris Kamrani with The Athletic. Good morning, Kyle. How are you? Good, Dirk. Hey, I was going to ask you, I know how you feel about outside expectations, but being picked uh, to finish third this year after winning back-to-back Pac-12 titles, is there a little different uh, attitude going into camp, or do you just tune that stuff out? We just tune it out, and uh, when you look at the players that we lost and who we have to replace – I don't blame them for for picking us where they did, and that's you know it's just a typical reaction. But uh, it'll all depend on how these new guys that are getting their opportunities uh, handle it, and that's really the bottom line. You know, we've got to have guys step up, and that's the nature of college football. You lose guys every year. Your your senior class, amongst a couple handful of others that move on for various reasons, and you got to be able to reload and respond. And uh, that's where our objective is right now is to is to get everybody. Uh, you know, position where they should be and playing at the level they need to be playing at and then see what happens. Thank you. Next up is Chris Comerani with The Athletic. You got me, Kyle? Got you, Chris. I'm wondering, how do you kind of address the give and take of having an offense that can put up a lot of points versus having a young and inexperienced defense that you don't want to necessarily put on the field as much as possible. Traditionally, it's kind of been the opposite in a sense that, you know, you've been able to protect leads once you get them by running the ball and relying on your defense. Whereas uh, this year might be the most backward Kyle Whittingham coach team that we've seen in a long time. It could be uh, as far as, you know, how you've outlined it and, and what our usual MO is. Um, you know, we hope we can score a bunch of points offensively. We feel like we got a lot of good players on that side of the ball, a lot of experience. Uh, as we mentioned before, we got to find the quarterback and, and get him in place. But uh, we're going to have to lean on that offense, uh, particularly early on in the season, to, uh, you know, to get uh, – to get wins. I mean, they're going to have to perform up to expectations while the, while the defense uh, gets settled in. And 
you know, we just we got a bunch of playmakers on that side of the ball. The receiving core is, is strong. The tight ends are very productive. And maybe the, the biggest factor and the key is the offensive line. We've got a, a talented and deep offensive line. So so we've got to uh, hope that that comes to fruition with the offense uh, playing how we project. And that'll, like I said, keep us in ball games early in the season while the defense uh, you know, goes through their maturation process. Next up is Josh Furlong with KSL.com, followed by Trevor Allen. Hey, Kyle. Um, obviously, Andy Ludwig has been known to be able to work towards his personnel and being able to to kind of run an offense based on their strengths. What what advantages do you see with that, and how different do you see this year's offense to maybe last year or even in years past? Well, first of all, you're exactly right. Andy does a great job of maximizing uh, each of the players' uh, strengths and, and what they do best. And, and uh, you know, we, we talk about it all the time around here. It's not about the plays. It's about the players. And and uh, we don't really necessarily start with, with scheme. We start with, okay, what does this guy do best? What does that player do best? What are his strengths? And then tailor the offense uh, to that, uh, to those various skill sets and uh, you know, getting the right guys, the ball in space and uh, whoever your number one running back is, you know, emphasizing the, the runs that he uh, is best at, feels most comfortable with. So, so that is going to be a, a, another opportunity for Andy to do uh, you know, just that again this year. Um, you're right in the fact that uh, you know, we've, we've leaned on Zach Moss and, and had a, a fairly heavy dose of run over the last few years, and it may change this year. We may need to throw the ball more. Uh, which is fine. I mean, any, there's more than one way to get things done. And, and uh, last year, our, even though our pass offense offense wasn't real prolific yards per game wise, it was very efficient, and very effective. And uh, you know, I've got no no question and no doubt that that uh, Andy will get the most out of the uh, the ability of the players and, and what's available to him. Next up, Next up is Trevor Allen. Hey Kyle, it, it seems like every single year your your D line is always really really deep. With you know losing Bradley and Lecky and you know a bunch of guys uh, up front, how how deep it, is is this team? I know you brought in some really talented guys in that 2020 class, but how how deep is this D line as you go into camp? Should be uh, a strong suit for us. And, and you're right, we lost some really good players up front, but but uh, traditionally we just are able to reload at that position. And and uh, Viana Mawala we think is going to be one of the best defensive tackles in the Pac-12 and in the country. Uh, Howard Pututau is in there with him and Pita Tonga. Uh, we've got some really good freshmen that just came in. Uh, Van Fillinger, he's on the outside, ex-Carlton. Um, Tanoa Tongiai, an inside player. And then, of course, we've got Mika Tafua returning, Max Tapai. Uh, both those guys have extensive experience. And so we feel like uh, year in, year out, the defensive front is going to be continue to be a strength of ours as it has been for, for many years, uh, you know, just as long as I can remember. You know, we, we very seldom have a year where our defensive front isn't dominating, and we expect that to happen this year. Okay, we're pleased to welcome defensive coordinator and safeties coach Morgan Scally. Hey, can you talk about the challenges of replacing nine starters? That uh, is the big concern, the secondary, the line, or do you feel like you can just reload, or what do you think? Well, I tell you what, um, it seems like every year you're, you're having to replace someone. It just so happens that this year it's, it's, it's a little bit more. So, I mean, guys will step up. It's our job as coaches is to recruit, develop, and uh, and put them in the best situation possible. We've got guys now. It's a matter of just 
making sure once the pads come on that we're hitting properly, that we're tackling properly. Uh, we're excited with this young group and the guys that we've got coming back. And, uh, you know, we've had to replace guys in the past. That's no different this year. Morgan, as, as, as you know, losing Bradley and I, like you folks too, and John, you know, you're, it, it seems like every single year you guys are always deep at D line. Is that the way it is again this year? Well, the biggest thing that you lose with those three is leadership. And, uh, you know, the, all three of those guys made plays for us. Uh, they're a reason that all three are playing in the league right now. Very good football players. And we feel like we have a solid group, both of young uh, athletes coming into our program, as well as returners. I mean, you look at both Mika Tafua uh, and Max Tupai. You look at Viane Mawala, Hawati Pututau, guys that have uh, gained significant reps and made plays for us. So, yeah, we feel like we've got a very solid group. It's probably the most experienced uh, on the defense right now, and the leadership is coming through. So we're excited for this group. It's their time, just like uh, Lecky and and John had to follow up Filippo Mokufisi uh, and uh, Lolo Tulele, right? It's just it's just every couple of years you're going to have to replace, and it's up to those young guys to step up and make plays. And we feel like we've got a good group. John Kuhn, Associated Press, followed by Josh Newman, Salt Lake Tribune. One of the starters you do return on the defense is Devin Lloyd. Uh, how he had a nice breakout season last year. How important is his experience and his talent in just anchoring a, a young and experienced defense? Well, he his playmaking ability is obvious. I think he was either one or two in our production board last year. I think it was two maybe to Bradley, but Devin's production is up there. The biggest thing that he brings to the table again is that leadership. He learned from Chase Hansen and Cody Barton. He learned from uh, Francis Bernard. He's a guy that understands how to work, how to grind and how to get others, how to bring them along. He's a very compelling football player. He's a big time leader for us. And uh, we're excited for, uh, for another great year from him. Josh Newman, followed by Bill Riley, ESPN 700. Morgan, given um, the tumultuous nature of, of what went on earlier in the summer, my question is um, how, how the last three or four months been for you and how have you tried to uh, re-ingratiate yourself into the program and with the kids that you're currently coaching? It's, it's been uh, a blessing, uh, you know, to, just to be back with the players again, um, understanding that I've got a lot of work to do in terms of, again, gaining their trust back. Um, had a lot of very open and honest conversations with our players and uh, it's been fantastic. You know, I, again, I, I love my job. I love uh, teaching and coaching and um, been involved not only with, with the players on our team, but uh, also doing things uh, within the athletic department. So um, it's, been, uh, it's been a blessing to be back with the players that I love. Coordinator and quarterbacks coach Andy Ludwig. Talk about the challenges of replacing a Zach Moss. You got the leading rusher in Utah history, obviously, that you that's left the program. And I know a lot's been made of the quarterback situation, but can you just talk about replacing a Zach Moss and what a big challenge that is? Oh, it's a, it's a great challenge and a great opportunity for, for everyone involved in the program. You know, Zach had such a such an eraser, eraser ability where he could he could take a bad play call and, and turn it into an explosive play. 
so obviously we got to be much more refined all the way across the board from uh, designing and implementing run game schemes, the way that we're coaching the running backs, the way that we're calling the plays. But ultimately, it's going to be a great battle for that starting tailback position or the tailback rotation with Devin Brumfield, Jordan Wilmore, Makai Bernard, Ty Jordan, TJ Green. It's a good it's a good group uh, in the backfield competing, competing to be Zach's replacement. Uh, but we're, we're all going to have to step our, up our game to uh, accommodate the loss of the all-time leading rusher in Utah football history. Uh, hey, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Next up is Trevor Allen. Hey, Andy. Um, I, I wanted to see how, how deep the uh, O-line is for you. I, I know that, uh, you know, in, in 2019 they were – they were pretty young, but, you know, a lot of them come back. You only lose one one starter. How deep is this old line at least heading into camp? The, uh, the it's, it's got the potential for very, very good depth. Again, as you mentioned, losing just one starter and players coming back with so much experience, whether starting experience or playing experience, uh, I think that that group has a potential to really, you know, as, as Dirk asked the question about the running back, and replacing the all-time leading rusher in Zach Moss, I think the improvement and the depth at the offensive line is going to be as big a part of that process as anything as we have going. So I, I feel very good about the depth. I feel really good about the talent in the offensive line, and I think that will be a real strength for the a real strength for the Utah offense in this upcoming season. Next up is Josh Newman, followed by Josh Furlong with KSL.com. Hey, good morning, Andy. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thank you. Good. Um, when we last saw the guys in March, um, Jake had just shown up. He, he was just learning your offense. He was getting his feet wet. What have you seen out of him these last few months in terms of his maturation and, um, and his command of your offense? Yeah, he's, he's done a really nice job. Uh, you know, he's a football junkie. And I thought even in the short, the short opportunity we had in March with the three practices in spring ball that, he showed a quick take to the, what we're doing offensively, but he's a guy that has made the absolute most of this unique time in, in history and the pandemic and taken advantage of every opportunity that he's had to not only learn the offense, but learn his teammates and develop chemistry uh, with those guys. So the other thing I would note with Jake is that he is moving so much better now in October than he was in March uh, coming off that injury from his, from his uh, previous season there at South Carolina. So we're real excited about the progress he's made physically as well as mentally in terms of adapting to the Utah football offense. Next up is Josh Furlong followed by Chris Camarani of The Athletic. Andy, with, with the pandemic and not having a spring season and, and all these different things that go into it, does that, does that kind of give Cam Rising a bit of an edge just simply because he knows your offense, he knows uh, how to work into that and being able to, to help all those things? Cam, Cam had, has, has been around us for a year, and he's been in the press box, as you know, last season, so he's seen some things from a unique perspective. And uh, I believe it does give him an edge. Just Again, there's a familiarity, not only with the system, but with myself. But I think that, again, now that it's, it's, it seems like Bentley's been here forever now, okay? The, the thing that they both have in common 
is that they neither one of them have ever taken a snap as a Utah football quarterback on game day. So that's that's kind of the great equalizer right there. But I, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing these guys on the field today. Not that I haven't seen them for the last two months, but uh, things are changing now. It's going to be a little bit different when we take the field today as opposed to when, what we did in you know the middle of August. All right, there you go. That's uh, Coach Witt and the coordinators, Morgan Scally, and uh, that last voice, of course, Andy Ludwig. We are live here at the warehouse. We'll get to Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips, coming up right around the corner. 1825 South, 300 West, prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Uh, joining us now, of course, our good friend Tom. Man, Tom, you, you've had a busy afternoon. That's good. Gosh, I like if it. I can get Uncle Clayton to let me do the radio spot instead of call me every four minutes. You can always go visit Uncle Clayton, by the way, at the Orem location. Yeah, and ask for Christopher. He's kind of cute. Is he over there? Uh, is he there. over there working hard? He's there all day. That's good. He it's need... about time. This school business, he thinks he cannot work. Heck no. He's got he's got uh, balance. You know that I'm just serious. He's got to, you know go to school but of course well he's got to help dad once in a while yeah absolutely I'm so joking, he's, of he's over there in orem 86 east university parkway go visit him but we're in salt lake 1825 south 300 but west we have talked about nothing jake today nothing except for this deal yep and we are getting inundated because anybody who's been out there understands what this deal is um so I just have a, a young man who came in, has a purple mattress. He's looking for a king adjustable bed. If you come in, I'll pull it up. I'll show it to you on the Internet. Um, the queen is nineteen ninety nine to twenty two ninety nine. I've found three websites. Okay. The queen is seventeen ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine. I've found three websites. I'm doing the queen with a 12-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress or gel-infused memory foam hybrid mattress and the base in Queen, 800 bucks. Wow. The price of 1599 to 1799 is base only. That's not including the mattress. That's not including the mattress. Wow. This mattress is going to be at least 1000 bucks. You can pay Made in USA as much as $1,700 for this mattress. So you're saving folks. This is a couple of thousand dollars in savings. That's amazing. That is amazing. So you're getting away with the mattress and the base. Best base in the biz, too, by the way, for 800 bucks. This is the one that has the Bluetooth assist. Yeah. Hey, Google, would you raise my wife up because she's snoring? <laughs> and it will do it. It does it. Amazing. It's incredible. Oh. King, fourteen ninety nine. Wow. Oh, you've got to take advantage of this. 1825 South, 300 West. Come on in. Uh, Tom's going to hook you up. Loves taking care of zone listeners. We'll have drop of the day coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Live today from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low to blow your mind. Time for drop of the day, also known as sounds of various clips. And uh, uh, Gordon, um, Hans and Scotty have been uh, doing, uh, what do they call it, a happy hour. And uh, once again, it was at our expense today. They slowed down our duck conversation from, what was that, yesterday? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and had some laughs, which is, which is great. <laughs> at terrific. our expense, like you said. So, so happy we can entertain them. But, of course, uh, it's led to our segment that we put together called uh, Getting High with Hans and Scotty. 
And uh, it, I, I think this is pretty funny. And now, Austin, I heard this segment when they did it live, but they were talking about the, the house uh, used in Silence of the Lambs, right? They're talking about the house from Silence of the Lambs that uh, Buffalo Bill lived in and how it's now up for sale. And I also like how during that segment, Hans did a Hans thing and took an opportunity to, you know, love up a sponsor. Oh, okay. Here, let's <laughs> let's give it a listen. <laughs> Scotty, whole world news today, and this is actually interesting because I've been checking in with Lloyd before the show saying, hello, 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 Clarice. Hello, Clarice. You guys keep telling me that I sound like Silence of the Lambs. Well, listen to this. The Pennsylvania house that was made famous as the home of serial killer Buffalo Bill, oh boy, back in 1991, is on the market for 200 and 20, or sorry, $298,000. It come with the uh, dugout. It does. Well, oh, no. It does. In fact, um, many of the scenes that were shown in that where, you know, the dancing and yeah. all that, that was in that, that was in the house. You still wake up sometimes, don't you? You wake up in the dark and hear the screaming of the lamb. That movie can still send chills down Oh, yeah, yeah. We talk about, you know, I know the movie zone's talking about horror movies. Does that count as a horror or does it count as a drama? Oh, that's a horror. That's a horror movie, right? Or a suspense. A, ho- a horror suspense movie. Released on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Nothing says, well, and by the way, if you read if you read the books and you go ahead in the series, Clarice and uh, Hannibal end up hooking up. Oh, come on. This is a Yoda and... Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? That's Buffalo Bill. I know. And Buffalo Bill was weird in that thing, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who was more freaky in that? They were all equally creepy. Um, but to your point, um, are all the windows blacked out? <laughs> no, they've, they've, in fact, it's funny that you bring that up because they should use homie.com if they want to get the best experience selling this home. Promo code pie. But the realtor who's selling it said in the movie, they kind of trashed the house and made it look really neglected and kind of destroyed the inside, but it's way nicer now. I don't want this home. It's a good purchase, though. 298000 It's thirty. It's 2,300 square feet. I have four bedroom, only one bath. One bath. And there is the deep pit dug in the basement. Yeah. That's... No. No. But you don't want to get rid of that pit because of the whole scene from the movie. It's your home. You don't want to live in that thing. Oh, pit. Hey, like, hey, little Johnny, can you go down and grab some, uh, you know, grab some sugar out of the basement? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's been 20 minutes. He fell in the pit again. But I haven't seen that thing in uh, probably 12 years. Didn't he have a creepy room in the basement where he danced? Uh, Buffalo Bill? Yeah. Was that where he kept his skin suits? Mm-hmm. Yep. Buffalo Bill's real name is Louis Friend. But yeah, that house can be yours. You can have that house. I don't want it. You can have it. Nope. And for, I'm not spending 300 gur on that house. It's only got one bathroom. One bathroom, too. Yeah, but you could Did go we, in the pit that's dug. I was going to say, does the pit count as a bathroom? <laughs> not only that, it's right next to the train tracks. <laughs> the tree. It is next to the train tracks. A classic home. Built in 1910. Yeah. To me, I think what you need to do is somebody really rich needs to buy it, and then they need to take a lot of gasoline, spread all over the house, and burn it down. Go Forrest Gump on it? Yeah. Wait. Go Forrest Gump on it? Did Forrest Gump burn something down? I don't. I didn't get that reference either. I don't get that either. Go Forrest Gump on it. I don't remember a house fire in Forrest Gump. Oh, man. That's funny. Oh, at the end, he did uh, buy Jenny's father's house and bulldoze it, I believe. Did he not? In Forrest Gump. I don't think he burned it to the ground. 
Oh yeah, did they burn it? No, no, no. I think you're right. I think it bulldozed it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty. That's a pretty obscure part of that movie for a reference. <laughs> uh, that promo was funny. Pie. Good, good job, Austin. Yeah, I liked the promo code pie in there. That was a good. What is Hans doing? Throwing in a promo <laughs> in the middle of that? It's Hans. It's Hans. Are you kidding? Uh, I I would like to uh, watch Silence of the Lambs uh, in that type of voice, though. I don't think it'd be as scary. <laughs> I, by the way, I would not classify Silence of the Lands as a horror film. What? what? Suspense, yes. Horror, no. Oh, uh, you're crazy. It, it was... It's horrifying. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I liked Silence of the Lands. It's a great movie. Uh, Ted Levine was so much better as Captain Stottlemyre. I agree with that. Didn't it, didn't it win a movie of the year or something? Yeah, best pic- well, it won Best Picture. And then Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor for it. And do you know that he is... The, he was in a, in a best best actor performing role. He had the lowest screen time ever. If oh, that really? makes any sense, because he was only in like twelve minutes of that movie. Right. But uh, but uh, got best actor. Well, the two words that come to my mind, and I saw that movie in the theater when it when it first came out, and never saw it since. Uh, so the details are a little foggy, but uh, creepy and chilling. Is the way I would describe what I saw if memory serves. Yeah, it's, uh, it's awful. Let's see here. Twelve. Hey, actors. Explain some. Explain something to me, though. How's he get out of that cage? Uh, what when he uh, when he kills the guy? Yeah. What do you mean? How does he get out of the cage? How did he get out of there? He uh, he. No, he didn't get out of there. Right? He, he didn't. Uh, he ambushed the the guard who came to give. Oh, him. that's right. right. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by it's the just way, that sometimes sometimes they make those guys seem almost uh, superhuman somehow, you know, in their in their evil way. Anthony Hopkins on screen for sixteen minutes in Silence of the Lambs. Hmm. Uh, Anne Hathaway. This is a list of let's see, twelve actors who earned Oscar nods for less than twenty minutes of screen time. Uh, Anne Hathaway in Les Mis was only in it for fifteen. Uh, let's see. I don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, Ruby D uh, was nominated in American Gangster. She was only in a 10 minutes. Uh, Judy Dench in Shakespeare in Love, only eight minutes of screen time. Judy Dench, a great actor. Let's see. Anthony Quinn in Lust for Life, only eight minutes. Ned Beatty in Network was uh, five minutes and 53 seconds. Uh, hmm. Nominated for Best Supporting Actor. That's what you call getting the job done quickly. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, best actor for uh, uh award for only 16 minutes of screen time for Anthony Hopkins in Silence hmm. of the Lambs. I so. wonder what he made on that franchise. Uh, He's only in – how many of them? There were three, he's right? He's in at least two. Yeah, I think he's only in two of the three. He's not in the one with uh, Ray Fiennes. I don't think he's in that one. But here's the question, and I I ask this sincerely. If you saw that first movie, why do you need to go back for more? It was a good movie? (laughs) Oh, jeez. You don't think it was a good movie? No, I'm not. Again, I saw it a long, long time ago, and sometimes your perspective changes through the years. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't call it entertaining. Oh, I was entertained in Silence of the Lambs. It's a thriller. It keeps you keeps you gripped the whole movie. All right. You say so. I do say so. I can't believe you don't like Silence of the Lambs. I didn't say I didn't like it. I'm just saying it was it was creepy. 
All right. Uh, we are live at the warehouse. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. 1825 South, 300 West. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Uh, it's time to get to the Survivor Pool Picks, uh, a contest which I am out, uh, but Gordon and Austin are, are still very much alive. Uh, so we've got to get to their picks in the upcoming uh, NFL week. Here are the games you both have to choose from. The Panthers at the Falcons. The Chiefs host the Raiders. The Cardinals are at the Jets. The Steelers host the Eagles. The Washington host the Rams. Ravens welcome in the Bengals. The Jaguars are on the road at the Texans. Afternoon games, the Dolphins at the Niners. The Browns host the Colts. The Giants at the Cowboys. The Vikings at the Seahawks. Monday's games, Patriots host the Broncos. Uh, Chargers at the Saints. And then on Tuesday, the Bills at the the titans uh gordon can i go ahead and uh, pin you in for the jets over the cardinals no gordon already picked the jets once oh yeah right, gordon right. you already picked the jets can't no pick the, i can't pick the jets again uh, i did not pick the jets you picked the jets for me what about the giants at the cowboys you go with the giants no okay all right uh and well, re- reminder gordon's double or nothing here uh gordon i think uh, you get the first pick today well, if I'm going double or nothing on this, then I'll go ahead and go with the Ravens. And Gordon has not picked Baltimore yet, correct, Austin? Correct. He's picked the Bills, Bucks, Colts, and I believe the Jets. But The Ravens are 12-point favorites over the Bengals this weekend. Yeah. Not a bad pick. I picked the Ravens in week one, so I can't pick the Ravens game this week. Austin, which game are I you going with? I then picked the Steelers in week two, Colts in week three, and the Rams last week. This week, I'm starting to run out of uh, surefire teams, but with the news that Jimmy G is starting, I'm going with the 49ers at home over the Miami Fish. That's a good pick. That's, that, that is a, uh, a good What's pick. What's the line on that one? Uh, it's minus 12 49ers, I believe. Those are those are, are both good ones, I think. I would have considered the Cowboys over the Giants if I were still alive in this thing. The one I have in front of me has a Niners uh, eight. Excuse me, minus five. nine for the Niners. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, so there you go. The picks. Uh, Austin, yours is minus twelve. That's my fault. Austin's on the Niners, and uh, Gordon, you're on the Ravens this weekend. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm pulling for both the Dolphins <laughs> and the Bengals. Well, I'm glad you have at least a rooting interest. I absolutely In do. Classic Jake Scott style. I am rooting against rooting both. against his friends. You know? I'm rooting against you both, uh, and uh, yeah, he's I, just jealous. He's out twice. I, twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> I, I've had a, Hey, I'm, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. Oh. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Ugh, wasn't even a point guard. <laughs> you if went with was... the Colts and the Chargers. Yeah, I know. With the Niners in between there. Thank you for reminding me. Just Austin, so everyone at I home just, keeping track. I just needed <laughs> of to know they that. are. So badly. Sure. I'm trying to decide what the best game of the week uh, is, Gordon. 
I don't know if there's a ton of really interesting matchups. The Steelers-Eagles, uh, I guess, could be interesting, although the Eagles have been a, a, a roaring disappointment. You know, the the game you'll hear on the Zone Sports Network, Raiders-Chiefs, that's not a bad matchup, although Kansas City's favored by 12. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're a little light on dynamic matchups this weekend. Uh, the Vikings and Seahawks might be good. What about, uh, did you mention Browns and Colts? Yeah, but who cares about the Browns and Colts? I know. That no, line's but, even, but, right? But yeah, at least it's close. I know, but... The the Colts they're three and one and their one loss is the week I picked them God. <laughs> to the Jaguars. Good grief! Well, at least you didn't have a pick ramrodded uh, in your direction. You picked the Jets. I Deal did not with it. It, the it was a, it wasn't the worst pick. I did not pick the Jets. You it picked them the for me in, in a pu- very punitive manner. Still haven't texted me back. Still haven't uh, over a week after all that guilt that Austin's laid on. You still haven't uh, just uh, simply said thank you, Austin. Guilt would guilt. <laughs> well, of course you don't feel guilty, Gordon. Like uh, like Alema said the other day, you are a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Did Alema say that? He said it a couple of times. Oh, okay. I uh, sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> You don't remember Alema calling you a robot multiple times. <laughs> uh, there are some other words in there, too, but just robot is what stood out. Um, yeah, you don't feel guilty about ghosting Austin at all? Not one bit? No, because I really didn't ghost him. I, 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 I didn't see his message until after it was too late. The, the way Gordon sees it is he's done way worse to way better. I know that's how he sees it. But, but Gordon, the fact that you didn't get back to him, that's the ghosting part. There's no you know, context there. I haven't there. texted just, you today. It just means that you didn't get back to him. That's what it's called. I, I've got to tell you guys that I think we need to knock off the whole thing with Bowler because uh, I think he's really starting to get mad. Well, he should. I think he's always been mad. <laughs> he hasn't been I mad. I think he's but, always but been mad. But you keep bringing it up, and now he's getting mad. He wasn't he mad because it was outside my control. The, the time you uh, didn't show up for lunch was that no 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 right? that one was my bad the, <laughs> the other Mexico one, one he was he, yeah he has a right to be mad no he doesn't yes he I does. was stuck in line there was no way I could get to him because he left for the game he would have found a way you just no bounced. there was no way there was no way there was no way I could get out of line go all the way to the gate and then come back to get my ticket you I, left. I, I could Bowler and his sick wife in a foreign country. He, actually, he left me. It, it Gordon, just turned out to my You advantage. were like the people in the Titanic that jumped into the lifeboat and said, I'm sure those others will be fine. Gordon, I'm going to rescue you. All we need to do is get Bowler down here, put him on an adjustable bed. He'll get a better <laughs> night's sleep, and he will not be angry. He won't with be cranky. Anybody. All right, all right, Tom. Lisa's uh, pet name for me is uh, Bowler. Th- that's a great, great idea. And let's talk Bowler in. It, uh, and he'll be glad he did. But let me let me just explain this to you real quick. We're in Mexico and we're in Cabo. Uh, Bowler and his lovely wife Sharon have already Hi. checked in. They got their ticket, and and we were just buying ours. And he went to the gate, and so I get in line. And after a long wait, it's really crowded. Finally, get up to the front, and the guy says, "You're not going to make your connecting flight. Let me switch you to this other flight so that you can make your connecting flight." And I said. Uh, uh, and there was no way I could get to Bowler. 
to check with him because he had left already. And somehow I'm getting blamed for this. So he leaves out the part where Bowler's wife, Sharon, was really sick. <laughs> and the fact that he made no effort to to coordinate with Bowler. There, there was he no way bounced. I could. He just no skipped way. the country. No. Ben, no I, way. I'm going to go back to him. the adjustable bed. We're going to get <laughs> Bowler on an adjustable bed. We're going to get his wife on an adjustable bed when she's sick. And then they will feel much better about there the situation. There you go. All right. All right. I, I feel better about that. But the other one wasn't my fault. And you are just the man who can get Bowler into that adjustable bed. In fact, uh, all our times and visits uh, at the warehouse, Tom, we usually hit on all sorts of stuff, end tables, couches, you know, all the great stuff you have down here. But your deal on adjustable beds today is so good. We've we've been I'm gonna focused cheat. on it. I'm going to talk about the sectional that you're on. Oh, I love this. I thing. have one gray left and two black left. It's wow. a $4,000 sectional. Power everything. Nineteen ninety nine, Unbelievable. Three left. Wow. But – the deal of the year is the adjustable queen and king bed. It's the one of the best brands in the industry. It's the one that has the the Wi-Fi Bluetooth right. assist that you can talk into your Google Home or your Alexa. Man, I'm getting good. You are getting good. I'm getting Remember good. Remember it at all. In my case, it's, hey, Siri, would you raise my head? Because if I said my wife snored, I'd be in trouble. Yes, she does You would. Snore. But it works. It works. It's incredible. And we're doing the entire package. The base is $1,800 for the queen. I'm doing it with a $1,200 mattress for $800. Bucks. Wow. The whole a $3,000 deal for $800. Bucks. Mm. Unbelievable. The king is a $2,200 base. The mattress is like a $2,800 mattress. The entire package, $1,499. Wow. Unbelievable. It's the best deal. If you have been looking, I've got a gentleman that I just walked away with. He's chilling on an adjustable bed. He looks comfy. He he is. He's <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah. I'm going to walk back there. He's never had a, a, a demonstration. It changes your life. Come in. Let me give you a demonstration. If you've never looked, if you've been looking, you've been to the home show, you've been to the state fair, you didn't want to pay three to seven grand. Come in. We'll take care of you. All right. 1825 South, 300 West, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. It's the warehouse. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up, Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Tom and the crew here at the warehouse for hosting another Football Friday uh, always fun. 1825 South, 300 West. Remember, price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. And, uh, Gordon, I'll tell you what, these Football Fridays with Coach and Alema have, have really been a lot of fun so far. So glad we're doing it this year. Oh, no doubt. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't miss that for the world. I, it's just entertaining radio, listening. And when we all get going sometimes, we all start laughing at the same time. It's It's fun. It is fun, and uh, and they're they're just great dudes. Uh, one more plug for Coach's Foundation, the 81 for 81, because uh, next week, next Wednesday, is Coach's 81st birthday. Uh, so go to theronmcbridefoundation.org, uh, donate $81 for his 81st birthday. Uh, and uh, I donated for uh, my wife and myself today, Gordo, and uh, get you get your name on his birthday card, which i got to have my name on that card. Uh, so go to the Ron McBride Foundation.org and donate $81 for his 81st birthday. And they're also uh, mailing out a couple of masks to you for your trouble. So 
So did you, cool. did you did you did you do a hundred and sixty two for the two of you? Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Man, that's really generous, Jake. That's impressive. Hey, thanks, Gordo. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. Uh, you know, we want to support uh, Coach Mack and, and his foundation. Of course, we, we want to support Coach because we love him. Uh, but what they do is really important work, working with at-risk kids and uh, helping schools, um, especially now. I, I just think it's it's really critical what they do, and, and they're, you know, a, a uh, boots on the ground kind of operation. They don't have a ton of uh, overhead. They actually have hardly any overhead. So you know uh, that your donation is is going where where it needs to go. And um, uh, I you know the Ron McBride Foundation dot org uh, help out. It's a, it's a great way to do it. Sounds good to me. Uh, all right, Gordo. Well, uh, we're wrapping up a Friday. You got big plans for the weekend? I'm uh, going to cover that BYU game tomorrow. So I'll be doing that, and my wife has me uh, has some chores she wants me to get done. Oh, are you are you going down to the BYU game? Uh, I've got to figure that out. Oh, okay. Well, I know because Hatch has been covering them for us, so I know there's at least a a limited amount of media that's going down to. BYU yeah, I'll games. either I'll either go down or I'll I'll cover it, uh, off the screen one or the other. Well, very happy that we have a one thirty kick. That's very uh, that's very nice. Yes, uh, it's uh, far too rare so uh, 34 and a half is a spread real quick before we get out of here gordon do they cover or no yes i said they were going to cover last week and i looked dumb <laughs> uh and this week the spread's even higher uh i'm gonna say they don't but just because uh, kalani calls off the dogs okay well he's been doing that a lot yeah no doubt about it all right gordon well uh you enjoy uh your weekend and we'll be uh, keeping an eye out for that column in the trip Okay, thank you very much. Hope everyone else has a good weekend as well. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.